let's be real. Lawsuits are no fun, but with Paulson and Nace, at least they are a little easier. With two DC-born partners, Paulson and Nace will fight for you the way only a Washingtonian could. Paulson and Nace handles medical malpractice, wrongful death, and other complex injury cases involving negligence. So if you have been hurt or lost a loved one because of someone else's mistake or negligence, call Paulson and Nace for a no-obligation consultation. Visit www.paulsonandnace.com or call 202-463-1999. Today on CityCast DC, July is Disability Pride Month, and we need to talk about the accessibility of DC's spaces. One in four adults have a disability in DC, and more than one in 10 have a mobility disability. Now, think about your favorite spot to hang out in in the city. Odds are high that it's not very accessible, Kristen Duquette, Truman Project Fellow and DC resident, explains why that's a real problem. Today's Wednesday, July 19th. I'm Bridget Todd, and here's what DC is talking about. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. So I would love to start with a little bit of like imagining. When you think about an accessible bar or restaurant, what does the dream spot look like for you? A dream spot for me would be no stairs. Next, we would have high top and a mix of low top tables. We would have a big dance area that would fit multiple types of wheelchairs. And we would also have actual accessible bathroom stalls. That's a beautiful vision for what could be. Are there any places in D.C. right now that kind of align with what you've laid out in terms of accessibility? There's a few. The best one from my own experiences has been Penn Social. There is no steps into the bar. Then you have a mix of high top and low top tables. I particularly love that they also have board games. So I would play with my friends there. Then there was an elevator to go to the bottom floor. And then there was also a dance floor. Some other great bars included the boardroom that also obviously had games, which was really great to do and no stairs. Other friends of mine that are also disabled highly recommended the Red Bear and also All Souls. Ooh, I love All Souls. What, one question that I have is, how is it that so many places in D.C. are not accessible? You know, how are, how are these spots getting around the Americans with Disabilities Act? That's a great question. I am not a lawyer regarding the ADA or do that in my professional life. But as a person with a physical disability, getting around in an electric scooter, from my own personal experiences, I would say that the ADA doesn't necessarily apply to everyday life. It usually applies to public transportation. It applies to if you are need a job in relating to your job, and then also with education. So the ADA is helpful, but I would not be surprised if it doesn't include 
per se, culture and cultural buildings. David, thanks for chatting with me. So like you and I both have cars in the DC metro area and sometimes they're great, but sometimes they can be a hassle. And I heard you had car issues, man. Yes, my car, like me, is old and falling apart. (laughs) And so I wanted to get it fixed. But one of the truly unpleasant tasks I find in the world is getting your car fixed because you have to take it usually somewhere extremely distant, extremely inconvenient, arrange some alternate form of transportation. And so I heard about Rota, rota rota.com. And I went on the rota.com website and they will come and pick your car up, take it from you, and then do the work and bring it back to you. And so I made an appointment on Roto, which was easy as pie, beautiful user interface um, for the work that I wanted done. The valet showed up at around 10 o'clock at my house as exactly on time, very easy, just handed him my keys. He drove off with my car. About an hour later, April called me. She said, here are some things that we found with your car in addition to what you want to do. She sent me videos that Michael- Wait, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a car nerd, so I like want to know the nitty gritty of what's happening because I, I don't know stuff. A million percent. They sent me this video. There was a particular belt that was had broken and they sent me a video of it and they sent me a list of sort of here are the things that were recommended. Here are the things that seemed urgent to fix and I could choose what I wanted to fix and sent that back to them, which took me like three minutes. Michael, the technician, fixed it. They then texted me and said, oh, your car's on the way back. My car was back in front of my house at 2.30. I'd given it to them at 10. It was back in front of my house that afternoon. Also, note, the valet did a much better job parking in front of my house than I do. (laughs) Don't they always? So much closer to the curb. And it was an incredibly pleasant, super easy experience. And they were very trustworthy. They were clear about what they were going to fix. And it was incredibly convenient. Yeah. So this like seems like a dream. Uh, I have used them before, but it's been a bit. Would you use them again for something like this? I would use Rhoda again in a second. I would use Rhoda. And they have a discount for us too, for CityCast listeners. So if you go to Rhoda.com, they have the discount code CityCast20 and you get 20% off. Sweet. Uh, Thoughts, David, thank you so much for talking with me. Again, CityCast listeners, you get 20% off off any Rota service up to $100 using the code CityCast20. So go to Rota.com. That's R-O-D-A.com to book your appointment. When was the last time you went to the theater? Well, we have a new show for you to check out. The Gala Theater in Columbia Heights is showing the political musical comedy Museum in the Closet, Avida's Return, which follows Argentine icon Eva Perón to the afterlife as her preserved corpse ignites political scandals, clandestine affairs, and mysterious murders. The show is full of samba, reggae, and tango that will have you tapping your feet nonstop. The show is in Spanish with English surtitles and will run from May 9th through June 9th. Get your tickets now at galatheater.org or call 202-234-7174. So what are some of the consequences of spaces in D.C. not being ADA accessible? Like, what kind of experiences have, have you had trying to trying to navigate this? I remember in my early 20s, my friends and I, we went to a bar on New Street. And I believe at the time it was called The Lost Society. We went to the top floor. It had an elevator. 
And we were dancing on that top floor that night. And then the longer the night went on, I, my friends and I, we wanted to leave, but the elevator wasn't working. And my friend informed the staff to call or to see if it could get fixed. The night went on longer and longer. The staff informed my friend to actually call 911. My friend, long story short, called the fire department. The fire department came and escorted me down the flight of stairs and also had to escort other people with disabilities out of the building because um, the elevator didn't work. That was not a great experience, although memorable, not the best memory I, I want to have with my friend. Well, I mean, what did that feel like to be in a space connecting with your friends and then sort of be hit with this reminder that this space is not accessible for you, that they have not made the accommodations necessary for you and other folks to just exist in that space? I felt extreme anxiety. I think of it from a safety perspective and then I couldn't get out of the building. And so I just felt sheer panic. Of course, in my early 20s, I wanted to have fun with my friends. Like you said, I'm sure I saw like good looking people there too that I wanted to impress. And just that part of me and my identity just did not feel included. And that's a huge part of how I navigate my life. Is this something that you find yourself in the back of your mind thinking about a lot? Like when you're out And you might think like, oh, if there's an emergency, this place is not accessible. It would be horrible for me to have to get out. Is this something that you are thinking in your head when you go out into these spaces that you know weren't built or designed for you or with you in mind? Absolutely. That's probably one of the first or second things I think about. I think also as a disabled person, I have to realize that I have agency over what types of events or situations I want to put myself in. If I am at a bar, the likelihood that people that are not as sober to help me down a flight of stairs is going to impede on how safely I can get out of a building. So do I even want to put myself in that situation? But then the other thing that I think about is do I also want to spend my money on a business that hasn't thought of me? Do I want to even go there? And a lot of people with disabilities were a huge consumer category that businesses may not have thought of. At the end of the day, I think it would be beneficial for them to do a cost-benefit analysis on the potential market that they're missing out on and how much they can benefit from including and having more uh, inclusive populations like people with disabilities into their business. People with disabilities were the biggest minority population in the world because we span all different types of demographics. Obviously, we all know about intersectionality and disability is obviously one of them that that does that. So and anyone can be disabled at any time or temporarily injured. You break your leg and you're on crutches and you want to go into a certain building, whether it is a bar or it's something else and you can't because it's it's too difficult or it's not safe for you to go into. It's time for businesses in, in our society at large, including D.C., to make it more not just accessible, but easier for everyone to navigate this world. It shouldn't be this difficult. 
So if there's business owners listening, I can imagine them saying like, oh, well, that sounds all well and good, but it might be expensive or like logistically complicated to make changes to to make the kind of world that would really accommodate more folks and be more accessible for everybody. What do you say to those business owners who are thinking like, I don't want to incur what might be a, a logistical complication or expense to make this happen? I would suggest a cost benefit analysis. I would go into the demographics of the people that live in D.C., the ages that live in D.C., and then also not just the people that live here, but the people that visit. What are those businesses saying to the people that want to visit this city and they can't get there? Or it's the height of summer or the height of your business season. And you're missing this population that wants to come and see you. So I would first do a cost-benefit analysis, start from there. And I'm not sure if there are grants that can be applied. I'm not sure if there are coalitions that can help. But if there's a will, there's a way. And you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. And it's not just morally, right? Like it's, it's also economically beneficial to be inclusive. So it seems like the city, I mean, we both would probably agree that the city has not done enough to change this status quo. But they did launch an education campaign to compel establishments to become more accessible. People going out to have a nice time out with their friends and it ending with 911 being called and the fire department escorting multiple people out. That's that's not a status quo that we can accept. And I think there, it's good to see some kind of acknowledgement on the part of the city that something needs to be done. There needs to be better because folks deserve better. We deserve spaces where everybody can show up and have a good time. Right. And it's not just having a good time. It's also just living a fulfilling life, which does include having a good time, but also giving agency to people to make that decision instead of you making that decision for them. Absolutely. How have these issues impacted the way that you approach nightlife, but then just generally navigating life in D.C.? The number one thing that I think about is how am I going to be safe? Because I always have to think about my safety first. That usually comes with who am I going with and what time of day and then also where are we going? Those are the top things that I have to think about. Those are, you know, smart things to always think about. But I hope at some point I don't have to think about those as often as I naturally do to navigate my life. Kristen, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Before you go, here's some quick news. The Smithsonian abruptly canceled the Asian American Literature Festival just weeks before its debut, saying that it didn't meet the goals for an in-person event. But hundreds signed a letter condemning the decision, claiming it is dismissive of their work and compounds violence against Asian American communities. The group requested the resignation of leadership, a promise to reschedule the festival in 2024, and more transparent decision-making. Also, employees of the DC sandwich shop, Compliments Only, want to form a union and are asking for $21 an hour. Employees and their supporters picketed outside the restaurant last week after they didn't get the requested wage increase and collective bargaining agreement. Workers currently get paid $17 an hour and argue that it's not a living wage for DC. And lastly, did you hear about that giant boring machine? Nope, I'm not talking about my ex. I'm talking about Hazel, a giant boring machine digging a sewage tunnel under the Potomac that's almost halfway done. The tunnel will collect overflow stormwater and sewage and redirect it to a wastewater facility. Hazel's already dug more than 4,000 feet and will soon go under the river. 
The Washington Post followed it below ground and documented their wild descent, so definitely check out their visual piece on that. The mining has to be finished by 2024. That's all for today here on CityCast DC. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend, rate the show, and leave us a review and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with even more news from around the city. Talk to you then.